So we're in the middle of the story, even though this is a book of prophecies, we're in a story, which the story we already read in the book of Kings. Over here it has a few different details. And we're talking about how the, during the time of King Chizkiyo, the Assyrians are about to take them over, so it seems, and a character named Rav Shakeh is screaming and saying obscenities against God and against Chizkiyo. When King Chizkiyo heard the statements, he rent his garments, covered himself with sackcloth, and came to the house of Hashem to pray. He sent al Yakim, who was in charge of the household, Shevna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered in sackcloth as a sign of mourning to Yeshaya the prophet. And they said to him, So said Chizkiyo, This day is a day of trouble, Yom Tzara, dispute and punishment. And someone's really like, he's saying terrible things. The city is in great distress for the children have come to the birth stool, but there is no strength to give birth. Basically, they're giving an analogy. It's like the fetus is about to emerge and she's just so tired, she can't push it out. Ulai, perhaps Hashem will hear the words of Rav Shakeh, who was master, the king of Assyria, sent to speak against the living God. Because he contested and he said the horrible things. <clears throat> will you offer prayer on behalf of the remnant of the nation that survives in the city? So many of us have already been taken out. Please pay for us. <clears throat> That's the message he said to send to Yeshaya. So the slaves of Chizkiah came to Yeshaya, and Yeshaya said to them, this is what you should say to your master. So said God, do not fear from the words that you heard, the words that the lads of the king of Assyria blasphemed me. Basically, he's talking, you know, very, uh, he's putting down, he's condescending towards Rav Shekeh. he's just a lad. Behold, I will place a spirit or a panic in him, in the Assyrian king, and he will hear a rumor and will return to his land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his land. Rav Shakeh returned to his base, and he found the king of Assyria making war on Livna, for he had heard that he traveled from Lachish. Earlier, Sancherev had laid siege against Lachish, and now Rav Shakeh found him fighting the important city of Livna. The Assyrian king heard about uh, a certain king, Tirhaka, the king of Cush, a member of the Nubian dynasty that ruled at the time in Egypt, saying he has come to war with you. Basically, the Assyrian king hears that the Egyptian king has a counterpart that sat it against him, so he did not want to commit his forces to the conquest of another city in a small kingdom, but rather he abandoned the camps around Yerushalayim. He heard this and sent messengers to deliver an additional statement to Chizkiyahu and says, So shall you say, Chizkiyahu, King Yehuda, do not let your God in whom you trust entice you, saying, Jerusalem will not be delivered. This is only a temporary rescue for you guys. Behold, have you heard what the king of Assyria did to all the lands, destroyed them? You think you alone will be delivered? Ha! Huh? Did the gods of those nations that my fathers destroyed deliver them? Gozan, Hara, and Retzef, and the children of Eden, who are in Tel Asar. Again, he's going various cities. Where is the city of Amatix, the king of Harpad, and the king of the city of Sfardayim? Where are all these, Sfarvayim, where are all these people? Hena and Eva. Chizkiyo took the scrolls from the hand of the messengers and read it. He read that message. Chizkiyo went up to the house of Hashem, the Beit HaMikdash, and unfurled the scroll before Hashem, with the writing facing upward, he pr and Chizkiyo prayed. 
And he said some of the most beautiful words that have, some of have entered our Siddur. Hashem Tzvakot Alekei Yisrael, Lord of hosts, God of Israel, who was seated amongst the cherubs in the temple, which Sancherev had come to destroy. Atahu Elokim You alone are the God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, and hear, open your eyes and see, and hear the words of Sancherev that he sent to speak against the living God. Indeed, Lord, the kings of Ashur destroyed nations of the lands and their surrounding land and put their gods in fire. However, there's a reason they were able to do so, because those gods, Lo Elohim, they're not real gods, but rather made by the hands of man. They are made out of wood and stone, and therefore they're able to be destroyed. Now, dear God, help us, save us from his hand. May all the kingdoms of the land know that you're the only true God. Yeshaya ben Amot sends a message to the prophet. Remember, we're going back, prophet the king. Yeshaya is the prophet, Chizkiyo is the king. Yeshaya sends a message to Chizkiyo and says, this is what God says, that which you prayed to me regarding Sancheriv, king of Asher, this is what Hashem says. This is what Hashem says. The virgin daughter of Zion, which is a feminine representation of the nation, disdained you and mocked you. The daughter of Jerusalem shook her head at you. In other words, this is regarding Sancheriv. Like in other words, the Jews are not impressed by this big king. Who do you revile and blaspheme against? Who did you raise your voice? You lifted your up, up your eyes on high against the only God, the God of Israel. By the means of your servants, you reviled my Lord, and you said, with my abundance of chariots, I will go to the highest mountains. I've traveled to the ends of Lebanon. I have felled its tallest cedar trees. This is again what Sancheriv said, its choicest ju- junipers. I basically have the power to do what I want. I've come to the highest edge and to its fruitful forest, its finest section. The prophet continues citing Sancheriv's taunt. Also, what you said is, I have dug and drunk water. I've dried up with my feet all the rivers of the cities I besieged. And now he quotes God. Have you not heard it from a distance? I made this world. I created this world in ancient days. I fashioned it. Now I have brought it to the current point in history. It will be to lay waste to fortified cities and transfer them and transform them into sprouting mounds. Their inhabitants are powerless. They have been broken and ashamed. They have become vegetation of the field and green grass, the hay of roof and the field before the grains begin to stand. Basically, Everyone is like weak grass in Hashem's decree. I know you're staying, you're going, you're coming, and you're provoking me. Because of your provoking me with your blasphemy and your complacency and self-confidence, I will place a ring in your nose, just as a hook is placed in the sensitive nose of oxen and other large animals to lead them from place. My, my, my bit between your lips in the manner of a bit placed in the mouths of horses and donkeys to constrain and guide them, and I will bring you back by the way you came. And now Yeshaya talks to the people of Yehuda directly. This will be your sign, Zelachahot, eating this year due to the siege, the aftergrowth, the produce which grows by itself in the second year, the growth of the aftergrowth, the produce that grows after which the first year ran out. In the third year, you will roast, seep, and plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Basically, the next two years will be hard, but the third year will be a standard, a standard fruitful year. 
The remnant that survives from the house of Yehuda will add a root below, and the roots will bear fruit above. The remnant of Yehuda will flourish. From a, for a remnant will emerge from Yerushalayim and survivors from the Mount Zion, the zeal of God, who is zealous of Yerushalayim, shall perform this. Therefore, so said Hashem about the king of Assyria, he will not come to the city of Assyria. He will not come to Jerusalem, I mean. He will not shoot his arrow there. He will not approach it with a shield. He will not erect a ramp to lay siege against it. He will return the way he came. He will not come to the city, so says Hashem. I will protect the city and save it for the sake of my servant David, who's long gone. Okay, that's the end of the prophecy. An angel of Hashem came out and smote 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians, and the survivors arose early in the morning, and behold, there were so many dead corpses. Sancherif, king of Assyria, departed. He went and returned to his country, and he dwelled in Nineveh, his capital city, and it the war ended. He was prostrating himself in the house of Nisroch, his god, and Adramelech and Saretzer, his sons, smote him by the sword and killed him. Basically, he was killed by his own son, and they, fl- they fled to the land of Ararat, where they found refuge. And Ezer Hadon, his son, Ezer Hadon, his, Ezer Hadon, his son, who was not involved in the assassination, seemingly reigned in his stead, and thus came the end of the mighty king Sancheirev.